you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. April 15th is almost here, which means taxes are due. If you're nervous about how tax reform will impact your return, don't worry. No one knows tax reform better than H&R Block. You still have time and their offices are open early and late to help. Stop by in person or visit hrblock.com to schedule an appointment today. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. Let's start the show. Y'all don't be getting up in the morning, honey, with a song. And miss the telephone, man. There's something wrong with my life. When I dial my niggas number, I get a check every time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now. <going> on? <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to the ever entertaining T.S. Madison. Yes. Uh, that was a clip from one of her that fantastic her. YouTube uh, <laughs> YouTube videos where she goes live and just has a moment with her <laughs> supporters. Um, and while, you know, that does definitely make us laugh, there was a gym there. There was a jewel, and it's time to dig and excavate. And the gym that I found in that uh, hilarious rant was when she said, y'all don't be waking up with a song. Let me tell you about waking up with joy in your heart and on your mind. Speak on it. It totally changes the trajectory yes. of your day. And the landing of your night. So you might want to start waking up with a song. Get up on the right side of the bed for once. All of y'all half swole, saggy side of the other side of your face, sleep in the corner of your eyes, hair all look like you got your hair done by Bruce Lee before you walk out the house. Take you a little bit more time. Get up a little bit earlier. You know what I'm saying? Make a little love to your damn self in the morning. Not that kind. And then, you know, go out in the world. And wake up with a song. The hashtag this week is with a song. Find some joy in your heart and leave the house on a positive note for once. Yeah. Okay, so shout out to T.S. Madison. And with, with that being song. said, and most importantly understood, <clears throat> y'all know what time it is. Yes. It's time for the QTNAs, which are questions that eat answers. And questions that niggas is asking. <laughs> Number one. Which one of y'all said that recently indicted Big Mama Keys in Tijuana, Felicity Huffman. Oh, wow. <laughs> and put on pause Precinct Princess rapper hmm. JT got into a fight, a fist fight, on Felicity's first day in the slammer because JT walked in the cell. 
<laughs> JC walked in the cell and said that Felicity, and I quote, be staring at her at nighttime with them beady ass eyes. <laughs> Which one of y'all said that's what's happening? How you gonna say and I quote? <laughs> Number two. And I quote. Is it true Lord. that on the recent trailer for the Braxton Family Values, it comes on WeTV, <laughs> that on that trailer, the apparent verbal kerfuffle between Birdman and Tracy Braxton, so there was an argument that took place between them for real in the trailer, y'all. That really happened, right? So which one of y'all said that it's true, that that argument took place because Tracy thought that Brian Birdman's nose ring was a booger, and she tried to tell him on the low, but he took it personal because they was on camera, and plus Tony kind of laughed, so then they got into it, and that's why they was arguing. Which one of y'all said that? <laughs> Isn't what happened? You killed me at kerfuffle. All right, number three. This is the final one, y'all. I would say the nail in the coffin, but that's a little dark. Okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. Which one of y'all, and I really want to find out this because it's really kind of, you know, I, this is a little disrespectful. Which one of y'all said that Aunt Bertha, Aunt Nora, and Mama, mean old matriarch Joyce, okay? Which one of y'all said that? The old lady gang, all right? That they was thinking about suing Lil Nas X, for his Billboard Hot 100 number one hit, Old Town Road. Because that's the name of the street that they used to park their Ford Model T's on and suck a little dick back in the day. So wow. they upset about it. Which one of y'all said it? Who said it? No. 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 They used to be getting it in on Old Town Road and they mad as hell. Who said it? So with that being said and most fully understood, I want to welcome everybody to that's the Friend Zone. Your weekly look, Old Town Road friend. <laughs> I want to welcome everybody to the to the friend zone. Your weekly look into all things mental health. He been mental down. He been down since kerfuffle too. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Hey y'all. Hey friend. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm just drive the boat. So drive the boat, friend. Do y'all remember? So the black business of the week. Do y'all remember Crush Global? I yes. thought you were about to say Crush Groove. That was my movie. Do you remember Crush Groove, Fred? I, I, I wish I could have been I rented in that. that on Blockbuster. Go ahead, Fred. I'm sorry. Wow, Blockbuster. Ooh, I still remember that little cover and everything. I was like, whoa, this looks so cool. Oh, man. So y'all remember my friend Kristen Braswell owns a company called Crush Global, and that's how yes. I ended up going to Havana. I remember travel, to Cuba yes. in January, I believe, of 2017. So she has a retreat coming up again, and I wanted to give everyone the heads up because people still hit me up about those pictures and about that trip and mm -hmm. if there's more uh, group trips going to Cuba anytime soon because I get it. It's nice to go with people. So she, I noticed on her IG, which is at Crush Global, she was posting about this retreat that's taking place June 13th through the 17th. What I love about Kristen, and I just have to shout her out, is that she works in partnership with local businesses to ensure that the black people in Havana are supported with American dollars, which is nice. Totally what I mean, aside from her being my friend, but totally what pulled me in. You can get private salsa lessons, a beach day, and she told me to stress 
with lots of rum. Hey! hey. <laughs> Come on. Private rooftop concert, which is awesome. A walk through an artist's home. It's a perfect trip for you and your homegirls or your homeboys or even your partners. It's really romantic. The beaches are, like, stunning. I mean, you can only imagine it's the Caribbean. It so amazing. You can definitely check out their IG if you want to see more pictures. You'll see pictures of me. I was there with yes. Antoinette and my friend Renee and a couple of yes. us. She's also offering trips to Tokyo and Marrakesh. Really? And it, yeah, I know. I, I knew the Tokyo would make your eyes, mm. your eyes Don't flutter. worry. Got <laughs> you better go crush that global, Asante. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're someone who maybe wants to take a shorter trip, something more domestic, she's even doing an L.A. one, which I think is pretty cool Dope. for people that have never been. So go to Cl- Clush. You hear me? <laughs> Crushglobaltravel.com slash Havana-Getaway. And shout out to Kristen Braswell for her Crush Global brand because it was honestly one of the most amazing experiences I've had in a long time. Shout out to Amen. Crush Global. And that's it yes. for the black business. Well, you guys, I just want to go on ahead and let you know. Um, coming up this Saturday, April 13th, I'm going to be making my Brooklyn debut. I'm going to be doing a show called The Super Video Bros along with Mike and Dylan. All right. Yo, um, Mike Brown. Yes. uh, (laughs) It's going to be a night where comedians roast music videos. I'm going to be there with Tracy Clayton, Khalees Hawkins, Samir Nassim. Oh, I'm sad Um, I'm missing this. Yep. It's going to be at 10 p.m. at Union Hall. You can get tickets at unionhallnewyork.com. All right. Yay. Thanks. Wasn't Jade on that show? I think she was. I feel like she was. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I remember her talking about it. I'm still it. trying to figure out what ridiculous video I'm going to uh, show. I'm so sad I'm missing that. Let me that. know if you need help put, make Witcher Select. <laughs> Witcher Select. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right. So, y'all ready to do the recap? Definitely. Oh, yeah. With my kneecap. So last week's recap. episode titled, Don't Forget Your Medicine, we did the part two of the conversation that Sir Dustin Ross started about friendships and grieving lost friendships, friendships that are shifting and changing and evolving and how we deal with that. Of course, as always, you guys had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? Um, I have a couple of things I need to read in the emails. The first person, uh, the, the email says, attention, Dustin. And I'm not going to read their name just for security purposes. Security. But it says, uh, Dustin, now, now that you're an Alexis Sky stan, uh, I work in the building she lives in, and she uh-uh. is just as gorgeous in person and also so freaking nice. I didn't know who she was until I started this job, and my coworkers told me who she was. I then watched her IG, did my Googles, and ended up meeting her the next day. She's coming home from a gig, and I, too, am a stand now. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> tell her I said hi, yo. So, yeah. Hi, yo. I wanted to go ahead and read that one, and I wanted to dial back as well. This one was from the Steal Like an Artist episode. Somebody yeah. wrote in, and the subject says, Nike slogan creator. I'm not going to read their name either you know for security purposes <laughs> but uh, it says in the still like an artist when Fran mentioned the Nike logo was created by an intern it reminded me of something my mother has been telling my sisters and I since we were kids back in the day she came up with the just do it mantra to keep her and her co-workers motivated at work one of her co-workers yes she knows his full name eventually ended up going to work for Nike <gasps> he took her mantra with him to <gasps> Nike 
and it's the person credited for creating Just Do It as their well-known Stop slogan. Stop it. I know this sounds far-fetched, and we actually joke amongst ourselves about it because we know there's no way to prove this. However, my mother's been telling us this for years, and she is dead serious about it. What's she supposed to do? As a single mother of three oh, young shit. trying to get by in the 80s, there was no way she would have been able to fight this in court. Thanks for always presenting great topics for discussion. Let me tell you something because oh, I don't give a damn when it happened, okay? Now's the time to speak up. So <laughs> I say come forward with your truth. You know what I'm saying? And you, the damn your W-2 show where your ass worked and that can verify that he worked there too. Get your comeuppance. <laughs> you the one need to just do it. Speak up. <laughs> I'm like blown by this. Yo, word. that one took me out. I was like, damn. But yeah, there were more for this week. But you know, I said them. I just had to read a couple of cute things. So, friend, I'll go ahead and throw it to you. What did you find? Are you in the SoundCloud streets this week? I'm in the SoundCloud streets. All right, streets this the return. Week. So, Shannon Tracy Chambers, what a name. Okay. Present. Prestigious. Prestigious. She says Keenan Thompson wanted to venture out on his own. Shannon Tracy Chambers, if y'all don't get your black ass downstairs. <laughs> Tracy Chambers. Chapman did what? Oh, you know Sorry, what? go ahead. I, it was my this fault. This the slow car. <laughs> Keenan Thompson wanted to venture out on his own and became successful, but Kel never bashed him in any interview, even though it looked like he abandoned him. And as a result, there are now talks of them doing Good Burger 2. Kel's career did not take off after all that, and Keenan and Kel and Keenan and Kel, but never blamed Keenan for his misfortune. And I love that because we did talk about that. Well, we touched on that last week where it's like, do you have trust that your friend, if it's a duo and one of them blows up, do you have faith in just being like, they're going to come back for me? (laughs) Even though that's really not anyone's obligation. We have to be honest about that. But I also understand if it's your friend, you in your heart of hearts are going to be looking to know that they came back and got you if they're the ones that blew up. So I do like that story. Can I please let this out? I'm so yeah. sorry. Okay, so back in the day when I used to come home from school, Kel was hosting this show, and I feel like it was on UPN. It was called Dance 360. I remember I it. Remember I, I, I wanted to that. be on it. I always Did think really? about that. It's one of the last cool dance shows. Yeah, it really <laughs> we need was. A, new, a fucking dance show on TV I'm right now. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yes. I, <laughs> let, me I, be, let me take that from the record. Look. <laughs> Yes, honestly, we do. But I always think about that show, how funny it was that he had the people going like head to head and yes. the audience doing the battles and stuff. So no, I absolutely. When you were talking about show. him after that, I was thinking about, damn, oh my God, life after Keenan and Kel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dance 360. Shout out to our engineer, Chris. Bring back Dance 360. What yes. is Fresno Star doing in that you one? You know what? Dancing around that circle. I don't know what <laughs> Break dancing. Is. There is this app on my TV. It's called the Tubi app and has like independent movies. And there is some independent movie that Fredro stars in, and I have to watch was in it. a lot of independent movies, I feel. He yes. was. He was in one called Moesha. Moesha. No, you didn't. <laughs> Dustin, what you find in the Twitter Draw the boat, friend. Draw the boat. Uh, yeah, so shout out to at Kashmir, but this is spelled K-A-S-H-M-I-E-R-E, and I appreciate that. Anyway, uh, she tweeted, friends on pod, this looks like the main character from Dustin's This Is A Story, and it's a really pretty girl um, who, her Twitter account is Witchy Cleo, so W-I-T-C-H-Y-C-L-E-O, and she said this mom shit's so cool, and she's in the park with her baby and if you remember and this is a story the cheating ass main character met uh, her cheating (laughs) partner in the park carrying her cute baby so I thought that was hilarious what a cute Um, picture 
yeah, shout out also to Game of Thrones Facts. The, the Twitter account is Thrones Facts. Now, everybody knows Game of Thrones is coming back on TV. And if you like me and you ain't watched it, thank God for Twitter accounts like this. Because they tweeted, Game of Thrones writer Brian Cogman, what a name for someone like that. But anyway, <clears throat> it says Brian Cogman reveals which 21 episodes to rewatch 21. before season eight. 21, yes. 21. So if you before don't want to... <laughs> Mm-hmm. How many episodes you watch? A lot. So if you <laughs> if you don't want to watch the whole series, if you ain't got time for that, Ooh, that they good. listed okay uh, the episodes to watch. Who wants to revisit okay. season one, one, two, nine, and ten. Season two, three, six, and nine. Season three, three, four, five, and nine. Season four, six, eight, and ten. What? Season five, eight. Season six, five, nine, and ten. Season seven, three, four, and seven. That just gave me anxiety. Yeah. I don't know season why. Five. So if you was listening with a pencil, you're welcome. <laughs> That's all I have to <laughs> say this the week. retweet on that right quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Yeah, I feel like it's spring. Yeah. <laughs> so we've had, the past couple weeks have been pretty heavy. We've been doing a lot of... And reflecting and internal auditing, which is good. That's the point of the show. But as with anyone that does energy work, you know that you have the days where you dig deep and then you have the days where you lighten up. That's how you stay balanced. So today we're going to pivot into pop culture, which is everyone's favorite, but with a focus on the music industry, which is our favorite. favorite. So do y'all remember... I love how y'all both just like perked up. Do y'all remember those threads that were going viral on Twitter where you got to choose your own adventure? <laughs> yes. Do you know that that is little Nas X's claim to fame? Are you serious? Really? Those were his threads. Wow. You remember those threads? Those were little Nas X's. That they went vi- like super viral and everyone that was, was him? talking about them. That was him. So he's not new to this, okay? Right. So he's I'm a hit maker, apparently. His <laughs> Sorry, I just went to his Twitter. Yeah, and he got knows. a number one record on his birthday, on his That's 20th like birthday. Yeah, yeah, congrats to him. So I, I was bet reading... you he still got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would have been a drinking-ass 20-year-old. 20, 20 My shit went number okay. one on a high nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> so I was reading an article... Um, by BuzzFeed that was saying that Lil Nas X used to be a tweet decker that went by the name of Nas Mirage. Mm. And he's a barb. (laughs) Wow. So I think Wait a minute. Nas X and he's a barb? Mm-hmm. Nikki is Nas X. Oh my god! <laughs> In plain sight, y'all. Oh my god! What do you mean Nikki is Nas X? Nikki Minaj. Mm-hmm. If he's a Barb, right? Mm-hmm. Nikki Minaj is Nas's oh my ex. God, I just got oh my it. god! No, friend. <laughs> I just got it. Oh my god! <laughs> and he got an attitude. Can't nobody tell me nothing. It's off plain sight. Yo, I don't know Damn. how your brain shoots, but it shoots. Can you believe that? So according to BuzzFeed, he was... Do you remember, like, those accounts, the Tweet Decker accounts, like Lil Dory? And not Lil Dory. You see me putting Lil... That's <laughs> 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 not her name. <laughs> <laughs> Lil, Lil Dory, Dory X. <laughs> 
Do you remember the uh-huh. Dory account and girl posts? You know those tweets that they basically aggregate other people's tweets and become yes. popular mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. And they always have hundreds and thousands of RTs and likes. And it's one of those accounts. So that's what he used to be, allegedly, for legal purposes, because apparently his label is shutting down all those claims. Ain't nobody suing nothing <laughs> over here, nigga, allegedly. <laughs> so so people have been having issues with that because he literally didn't have any other songs. It's not like we saw his grind or his come up, you know, where like you see a lot of these artists, they started out on SoundCloud and you saw them kind of build their fan base song by song by song, mm-hmm. month and year, year after year. But with him, he literally put out one song. And it shot right up to number one. But people are finding it kind of sus considering that he's he's clearly well-versed in how to make things go viral. And even they were showing clips um, of how he was putting this song with like the cowboys. Did you see the video, the clip that was viral? It was like a cowboy dancing (laughs) in like a rodeo or something. And it had the song uh, tucked in Mm -hmm. behind it. So he, this is his world. But what I wanted to bring up was this idea that a lot of the music purists have been having trouble because I've been watching a lot of the music shows on YouTube and they're just like, that's not fair. You know, if you're someone who knows how to manipulate Twitter and, uh, viral hits and then you put something out he went straight to number one I forget he even beat out Nipsey you know what I mean like do you think that that's a problem people that just know how to manipulate the internet no and I think that people who are vocal about that are haters <laughs> what do you think makes them a hater the fact I mean think about what the, they're actually saying well that ain't fair because I've been doing this longer and I know about it more and and damn it. I know about it more. <laughs> damn it, it ain't fair. Like, that's hot air, dog. You just mad because he got something that you literally have worked hard to get, but you just ain't got it yet. The chips didn't fall for you like that. Right. And you can't be mad because of somebody else's ascension or their root. I'll never forget when um this is related. Uh, when Jennifer Hudson was doing her award season sweep when she performed, did her performance of Effie in Dreamgirls and at the SAG Awards when she won because she literally won everything. Yeah. And people were resentful of that because it was her first feature film, her first time really acting and Homegirl literally bulldozed that the whole game. That is kind of wild though. <laughs> so, and you know how how random, you know, the opportunities come for you to really get superstardom from acting. So, it was just some once in a lifetime shit and there were people who were resentful of her for that. And I'll never forget when she was walking to the stage to accept her SAG award, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Gardner exchanged, the camera went right to them and they didn't realize it because they exchanged a look between the two of them, like, like of disgust and just like, really? it was super shady. And I remember Yikes. thinking like, damn, like that is kind of like, so I've always been a person who, when things happen for other people, you got to be happy for them, especially if you work hard, that should motivate you to maybe try to see if there's some parts of his model that you can adapt to your process. You know what I'm saying? With the work, the content you have, yeah. I just feel like they hating. And I mean, 
Let's I got a horse front. in the, I got a, I'm with it. Shit. <laughs> and let's not front like learning to manipulate the internet isn't a craft in and of itself. Like right. that's not something that anyone can just do. That means he figured out the art of it and that's, he used it to his advantage. I mean, if you think about it, what influencer isn't trying to figure that out? Exactly. <laughs> like that's literally our job to I figure out. I think it's great. When we put things out, how can we amplify this? You know, some people pay for it and then some people figure it out by just studying patterns and I guess he figured out how to make things go viral. Like those uh, choose your own adventure threads were incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where he got that from. I don't know if he created it. I'm going to assume he did. I was like loving them. I thought it was such a fascinating way to use retweets and uh, click throughs. And like, he just really made it fun. Cause I remember clicking through all. Were you guys really into it? Well, I was up? because when I was growing up, I loved those choose your own adventure yeah, books. Yeah, book. mm-hmm. So that's what attracted me to that whole tweet phenomenon. Whole any day. Up, yeah. yeah, and it was funny too because remember sometimes you would click the adventure and he'd be like, "You dumbass! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you click this way?" I can't believe that's him. Good for him. Shit. Yeah. Everybody is mad. You just mad. But it's also weird because apparently, allegedly, mm-hmm. the label is kind of trying to distance him from that. And I'm wondering why. Like, what would be wrong with uh, keeping him associated with how people know him? Like, the Nas Miraj of him being a barb or the fact... The, <laughs> that the conversation that we're having, period, now about people having a problem with his ascension. The association with of him with that uh, experience on the internet... In some people's eyes, it takes away his legitimacy as an artist. And right. so since he had this success... Like music purists right. that feel like you had to watch the grind right. for it to be rewarded. Or that now that he's gotten this Hot 100 number one single, there's now a model that he has to follow to be considered a legitimate artist if that's the path he's going to take now. So, of course, they want to distance him from that. They want people to receive him, you know, seriously. Yeah. And it's fucked up, but... Because he's actually a genius. If if this all is true, because, you know, we got to keep throwing allegedly on the table. You sure do. But if this is all true, I think he's a genius. And shout out to that smart black boy for busting their ass all the way up to the top of the charts. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> we still, we only two months away from February. Shit. <laughs> I think the conversation would be completely different if the song sucked, but it's actually a really good song. Like, it's a song that brought up a lot of conversations, you know, with the whole country. Is it country or isn't it? Or like what... The whole shebang with it not being able to... Like what a country element. Yeah, like, yeah. whatever the fuck that's supposed to be. And the fact that Billy Ray even came out and was like, you know, what the fuck is that supposed to mean, you know? Like, you know, fuck that, I'll get on the damn song. And he wanted him on the song, which <laughs> was funny as hell that he tweeted, like, you know, back in December, like, I want him on this song. He finally got it viral enough to where Billy Ray was like, shit, well, let me jump on this shit then. And the song was already hot to a lot of people. And I think it was dope because... I was telling you, like, maybe two or three weeks ago, I was like, ah, there's this song. I heard it in a fucking meme, man. Mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. So, like, if his ass and you was— heard it in a meme. Yeah, and, and so that's what I was saying— he knows what he's doing. So that's what I was saying last week about music being in these memes. Like, you know, it was so funny to me that this kid's song was in this meme, and every time I would click on a random meme and run into the song, I was like, let me go look and see what the fuck this song is. And people had to say what it was. So I feel like there's this big marketing window for people— 
you know, we always want to know what the fuck a song is. And that's why last week I was like, I showed y'all that ridiculous ass video of somebody walking through the damn subway. But yeah. the song went off for me. Like, yeah. like the meme was funny as hell because I could relate because it was like, you know, <laughs> when you get that weekly Metro card and you feel like you actually, you do feel like you're still on the damn subway. It's brilliant. Yeah, so I think it's dope that he found a way to like popularize his damn song and it's actually a good ass song and it fits with all the shit that it went to. And I think it's it, like, you know, Dustin saying it's kind of hateration. The fact that we bringing it back to like, oh, well, you know, get them away from the old stuff or, or get away from stuff like that. But, you know, I will say I laugh and I know I'm going to get attacked for this because you're saying he's a Nicki Minaj stand. You know, the bars be crazy. They be doing crazy shit. You know, <laughs> they've hacked people and put out addresses numbers. And I don't know if he's done any of this any damn way. I'm just saying the barbs have a history of being crazy. <laughs> so who knows out of all that stuff he's done on the Internet, the, you know, how he found how to uh, to break the Internet. So, you know, I'll just leave it there. But I, I like the song and I'm proud of him and I'm happy for him. I don't think it should be taken away because he's not a guy that's been in the studio for hours on on in or he hasn't worked under whomever or the record hasn't been played X amount of times. Like, I think if a song, like, is a hit, like, if people like it and they enjoy it for whatever reason, then it's a fucking hit. Nobody should question that. They should be like, it may not be for me, but, you know, the people fucking with it. Like, people fuck with things for different, for various reasons. So you can't just say, this ain't it. What do you think? Do you think, what do you think about people saying that's not fair the way that that happened for him? What do you think about that, Fran? I mean, here's the thing. I can see both sides. Mm -hmm. Being someone that I have been in the industry more so on the back end where the, a lot of the work is done as far as the writing, the composing, you know, seeing the artists actually sit there and grind out for hours and hours on end, uh, punching in to get the right note, the right tone, the line perfect, the song perfect, how many hours it takes. You know what I mean? So I understand when you've been grinding for so many years, sitting with the engineer, making sure the mix is right, writing the song, changing the song, throwing the song away, coming back to it. You know, like there's a music purist that I understand those people that would be hurt that a kid could literally do a parody because it's clearly a parody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like he's really trying to do a country career. <laughs> like right. I don't, I don't get that vibe. I think this was something that was fun for Hat him. Hat is mad. black and the boots <laughs> is black to match. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like he's having fun with it, like his retweets and even the cover art with the horse, like he's having fun. Yeah. And so for me, I think it's great. It's a kid. He was describing how like just last year or a year ago he was in college kind of confused about what he wanted to do because he just wasn't having fun in college. He didn't feel like he belonged there and felt kind of lost. So for this to be his life a year later, literally on his 20th birthday, garnering a number one hit on Billboard after Billboard took it off. Yep. The, like, it's yep. just fascinating. I think it's awesome. It's a, it's a great on, story. Put it back up there now. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> and even Billy Ray Cyrus... Billy Ray had a number one hit, Achey Breaky Heart, in 1990. <laughs> That's wild. He's a one-hit wonder. And then here he comes, <laughs> jumps on this. He killed it, by the way. He did. Snapped. He did. Because Snapped. as soon as his voice comes on and the, when you start the song, I love that they put him first. Yeah. Love it because it just hits. It hits right. I think it gave it the country twang <laughs> or whatever country element mm -hmm. they claim was missing from the original. Um, so I think it's fun. I am a music purist, but I also love that kids are having fun with music. And I mm -hmm. think there's room for all of that. 
I think there's room for the writer that has been in the studio for 48 hours straight trying to get one song perfect. And there's room for the kid that did this in 10 minutes, put it up online and it went viral and people having fun with it. Yep. That's what music is. Yep. I, I'm from the age of Soldier Boy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's why I see it for him. And see, and so and so I'm gonna bridge this for you for myself. What solidified this damn song for me was when they were at the Hawks game and he was there. And I guess the Chili's had the whole routine or whatever. Or there must have been a challenge for this damn song when it broke a month ago or whatever. I don't know. I'm late to the party, honestly. <laughs> but um at the Hawks game, they were all in the audience playing the song and they showed people doing the little rodeo dance, and then the cheerleaders were out there doing it too. Really? Yes. That's and, so cute. And so, you know, there's this little mood that everybody's doing. The little, yeah, little high yacht thing. So that so the, the cheerleaders they was like, Can't nobody tell me nothing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, shit, y'all fucking it up. So you know, I love a little, you know, dance to go with the song going viral. And, and I stuff. love viral content. Yes. Of you, course. I think viral content it's is today. so funny. Like the fact that they got Brother Nature and Ramsey, <laughs> Ramsey, Mason Ramsey mm-hmm. riding horses, hanging out while the song plays, and they're just like riding into the sunset. You know, like Mason could do he could be on a remix too now. Yeah, I saw Young Thug is jumping on the remix of Jahi. Yeah. Somebody released a snippet. Like that's so cool to me. He's gonna kill it too. It's fun. Like this is what music is about, you know? And so I, I think people need to kind of relax a little bit. Yes. And there's room for all of it. It's similar to food. You want your days or you want candy? And you want vegetables. Who says you have to pick? You know what I mean? Boom. Like, I think every everyone kind of knows what everything is. And you should just act accordingly. Also, think about it. Every artist right now, uh, as a form of promo for their singles, is trying to turn their songs into a challenge. A challenge. That's like the new thing. Yeah. Like, to start the whatever, whatever, you know, the title of the song is challenge. And <laughs> think of Sierra and, and Drake. We've talked level about this before. Challenge. The level up, level up, level up, level up. So all that and are trying to even put it... Did you see the article where they're paying that little white boy $100,000? Or they didn't say 100 They said six figures uh, to get him to play the songs in his TikTok, which TikTok is apparently a, a huge platform now. It's almost like the way Vine was. The little boy, I think he's like, I don't know, eight years old. He's Ew. a little kid. But his TikToks go viral because he does all the like hip hop dances. And so now labels are paying him to include their artist songs so that it can go viral. I think it's fair. Wow. I mean, I love it. Business is business. Wow. Let me know if you want me to push play. <laughs> Shit, okay? And like you said the song is good. I love it. Yeah, the song goes off. If it's dope enough to where all these people want to jump on the remix too and then he's not terrible. Like if Lil Nas, he's a cute kid. Yeah. He's having fun. You, that's what I mean. Cute. You gotta he be come a out. hater if you have a problem with that. And think about it. We're putting money in this kid's pocket. His future. What's wrong with that? As someone with a, a not, and let's go a little bit deeper too. We're putting money in the pocket of someone who understands strategy, someone who understands, like you said, the science of making things go viral, yeah. someone who has already shown creative ability and something that can be quantified as talent. Mm-hmm. So this is a great person to be giving that set of resources to to now do even more, even dope stuff. He could start a firm. Yeah. So he why you hate? He could start a firm, Viral Nation, yeah. or something. You know. What I mean, where he 
that's he runs it and teaches yep. you how to do it. Yep. Period. He can start some. Well, let me not. Or I consulting, give him too many ideas. right? Yep. Or consulting but. for labels too. You know, he can be hired by the label, and they can be like, "Dude, show us the magic. How yep. do we get such and such artists? We've been having trouble getting them viral, and he can consult for them, which would be a whole position in a in and of itself. So, I think it's cool. I think it's dope when something fresh happens, like when something like d- cool and different happens in music. Like when people are blindsided and confused and upset, it's almost like, damn, this is a, a, a nice redefining moment because, you know, music can always be good or whatever. But like what's really going to make a number one if there's like 10 really hot fucking songs right now? So like if this kid goes viral and that's what made his shit number one, I think it's dope that he found this algorithm to do that. Like it, it really makes people redefine like what they want to do with their artistry because, you know, we've lost the art of uh, the visual, which I think is why people came back with doing these challenges and shit so they can be like, well, at least we got people, you know, posting the song this way. Yeah. So it's like ways of keeping people engaged in marketing. And I think it's dope that this kid has these doors open now to where if he wants to be a a music artist he can keep doing that or if he wants to use his money to do some other shit and like you said like buy back you know his shit from the way he's been treated in Twitter culture and start a firm for that like that's even more dope but I hate it when people look at all the bad shit when they're like well what about the artist that put in X amount of time it's like shit blame the fans like (laughs) yeah, sometimes like the fans then jumped up and and shit I'm one of them damn fans like you know it ain't my fault that sometimes I have that you know the ADHD and I want to jump from artist to artist but, you know, I think sometimes, especially in today's day and age, you have to figure out what works for you. Because some artists, you want to hear all their new shit. But some artists, you don't mind when they come out every few years. Like, Jasmine Sullivan, I love the fact that she comes out every few years. Because, like, every album of hers I like, I really love, like, I can indulge in. Like, if there was an artist, you know, there's some that drop. every song is, like, cultivated. Yeah, there's some that drop two albums a year and then ten mixtapes. And it's like, okay, well, you dropped all this fucking music and I probably can only name, like, three or four fucking songs you've done. So why would I, like, I can't even really give you a number one because you've given me so much shit to listen to. And then some of it don't even really make sense. But I'm trying to be a fan of yours and like all of it. But I can't really decipher X, Y, and Z. But look what happened with Ariana Grande. And like, thank you next and seven rings and how thank you next was just a single she put out. Then they turned it into a whole album. Mm-hmm. Then seven rings came out. What's it? Six months later. And now she's got another number one. Yeah. yeah. It turned so right around. Sometimes this can work in, in the, yeah. sometimes this can work to an artist's favor True. to, to, to have that, uh, what do they call it? The microwave music or fast food music or mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, you know, I don't know. To me, everybody gets it how they get it. And hey. you can appreciate certain types of artistry from certain types of artists. It's funny you brought up Jasmine Sullivan because all of her albums sound completely different. The songs don't even sound the same from project to project, but the talent and the level of musicianship is consistent from project to project. And that's what sustains her as an artist to where she can take those long breaks in between album cycles. Same applies to artists like Beyonce. Even now, an artist who has really slapped everybody in the face with their their literal musicianship and artistry, Rihanna. She's an artist who used to be on that cycle of making music really, really fast and putting a song or an album out every fucking year and going number one, and that was her claim to fame. But we had to wait on Anti, which ended up being, in my opinion, one of the greatest bodies of work in her in her catalog. Absolutely. Now we're waiting on this next album mm-hmm. that she's put As out. As she builds her empire. Thank you. Right. You know what I'm saying? So and I and I. 
and we what has happened is bias waiting for anti and then getting an album that good it established a level of trust between her as the artist and us as the consumers and fans so we will wait even though we bitching and it's almost become a a funny thing you know what i mean between her and the fans now like where's the album bitch she's you know so funny saying? i love how she responds <laughs> and since you're talking about she rihanna was like, well this is bronzer yeah <laughs> <laughs> i love how y'all tell me what to do it's great and dialing back to that you know building empires like you know now that this kid is in this position to do literally whatever he wants to do and rihanna she can do whatever she wants and to that's do. leverage like that's everyone's goal as an especially as a creative the more power you can accumulate on your own the better it will be for your ass how Everyone can you knows hate that. on that? If the person's not using it to be problematic, to quote unquote, how yeah. can you hate on that? You know what I mean? It's good. And, it's good for the game. It's and good. A good uh, she's a good example of that, too, because all her stuff is dope. Like, all the yeah. makeup, all the bras, all the shit. Like, you know, you hear nothing but great things about everything she's put out. I saw a rumor that she is coming out with Fenty Skin. Mm. I'm very excited about that. I feel like it's my time to shine. Mm. Rihanna, the, put me in the ad. The skin? <laughs> mm. the skincare. Oh. Yeah, because, you know, the makeup, I can't I can't turn looks. You know what makes me laugh when makeup brands, like really big makeup brands, put me on their mailing list? Or they message me, they're like, we love your looks. I'm like, I don't know like, who y'all compare me with. <laughs> I don't even wear no damn makeup. <laughs> but Fenty Skin, yeah. very, very excited about. And shout out to Beyonce for her collaboration with Adidas. Adidas, boss yes. moves. You know, I'm hyped about that because I'm going to get all the sneakers, all the athleisure. Listen, the Ivy Park was already hitting, so you can only I'm imagine ready. what she's doing with all I'm day ready. I dream she's, They said they're taking that to that's part of the. They said it's a multi layer partnership, yes. and the Ivy Park, um, uh, the Ivy Park brand or label, I guess, is a part of this deal. Right. So they're gonna amplify that through the Adidas shit. Ooh. And I mean, we trust Adidas. It's not like she partnered with Sarconi. No offense, Sarconi, you know what I'm saying? But, it, you know, it's, at least it's a brand where we like, right. okay, cool. Yeah. And also, Adidas is smart because there's a lot of people who are no longer purchasing Yeezys mm-hmm. and anything attached to that. Mm-hmm. So to me, what better cleanup act, what better sweeping of the floor could you do than partner <laughs> right. with somebody like Beyonce? And their stuff and with Pharrell has been amazing. Oh, yeah. Give us men's yeah. clothes. If anybody from Adidas is listening and y'all help working with Beyonce on this we want men's clothing too it'll probably be I'm guessing more androgynous and unisex I'll take so it so that whatever. everyone can wear it cause you remember when Rihanna did it Puma with you know there was men's stuff too yeah so. a little bit yeah, literally a little, a little bit. bit. I just kept, I still got a bone to pick with her about that. I want some clothes too, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> so Beyonce, do that for us. So have you guys heard the term industry plant that keeps getting thrown around? No. Well, you haven't? Mm-mm. How long does the plant stay alive if it's getting thrown I, I around? I knew you wanted to to make a plant joke. So it's this idea that where people wondering, like, where the fuck did this artist come from? Mm -hmm. They came out the blue, kind of like him, and then just skyrocketed. We didn't watch the YouTube videos, covers. We didn't see them on that piff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What you doing on that piff? With 10 (laughs) mixtapes, you know, we didn't see none of that. And so when we don't have that documented via the internet, people assume it's an industry plant, which is the idea that it's someone who has label backing, Mm -hmm. but presents themselves as an organic presence in the music industry like they're like oh 
I just got a hit. But meanwhile, they have the whole machine behind them making them look like they just kind of popped off on their own. Like they paid for that front page on Spotify or... Right, like, like that he just had it up. like that. But meanwhile, it's really the machine is just already behind mm-hmm. him. So people were saying that they feel that way about Lil Nas X where... It could be a situation where the labels already saw that he was popping off. And I'm not saying that that's what the case is because we don't know that. But I will say that I know with um, in different industries now, whether it's modeling, acting, anything in the entertainment industry, I have heard people say that your numbers on the Internet matter now Mm -hmm. because they view that as the foundation for their promotional material. If you already have a fan base, that just makes our job way easier. So if you have if you're an actress, let's say that has five million followers on Instagram and you got to promote the movie, they might choose you over the actress that has three or four hundred. You know what I mean? Despite the talent or the level, which I can get why that's pretty shitty Mm -hmm. because we want to see great movies, not like who has, you know, a a good relationship with the algorithm on IG. (laughs) 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 So people, you know, are uh, alleging that Lil Nas X may very well have that partnership with a label where this was all planned. And it's, you know, seemingly organic to us like oh it's just a kid that did a cute song and it shot up but it might just be Mm. something way more calculated than that so if that's the case does that change your perception at all only because i find it disingenuous for the artists and their work to be presented as if to be presented without some sort of authentication that the label is behind it Mm. so like that's the part that i find disingenuous to me there's no difference between what so there's no difference between the scenario you presented and artist development back in the day with labels like they developed artists you went through that and then they presented you you were from the label so everybody kind of came from nowhere you know what mm-hmm. i mean now there's been a shift because and i, you I have feel to be developed already and people feel like they have to be privy to that process through things like YouTube or through things like you being an internet. They feel like you have to be seen on the internet trying to get your opportunity or your 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 big break yeah. in order for you to be viewed as or respected as, I don't know, the, worthy of being in that position. Yeah. But to me, if that is the case or if a label does, you know, put the work and development behind an artist and even the way that the artist is presented to us, I don't see anything wrong with that. That's that's how it should go. You just should let they sh- I guess they should be forthcoming about the fact that, you know, So you think that should just be more transparent. Yeah, that part could be more transparent, but I don't see anything wrong with that. Sorry, not really. I mean, I'm really trying to think like. So let's say everything's been going the way that it's going, but so him having a label, what does that look like? Because all I've seen is the song in, in memes right now. Like, it's not like I'm hearing the song in all these commercials and I'm like, damn, like, I don't even hear this song on the radio or like vice versa. Because sometimes there's fishy stuff like that that I feel like that happens. Like, sometimes you will log on to Spotify and you see artists that you do not listen to at all. And like they pop up right when you come in and it's like, oh, I guess y'all highlighted this artist, but I because they got the machine. But this is not what I'm doing. Like yeah. so like if he was being pushed in that manner, I guess it would kind of be different. But 
you know, if he was, because I, I don't really feel like he is. And if you, because if he was, I feel like there would have been like some visuals of some sort or or something to follow up. Like he, you know, he really just looks like you know some regular kid that was probably making Having fun. Yeah, some nigga that made a song and put it on SoundCloud and the <laughs> shit blew up. But like if, but it didn't blow up from just the SoundCloud. Like it blew up from all these other various ways. Or he already had this, you know, six digit following from you know all the shit that he was doing. Uh, you know, with the stories and shit. But in my eyes, he didn't make a bad song. Uh, he don't come off as a bad person. Like, I ain't seen that he's, you know, shitty and awful, so it doesn't really affect me to that matter. Like, I, I like the song. I don't see anything really wrong so far. Well, it's more so that people saying that the idea of, of an influencer being almost, like, handpicked and thrown into stardom because they already had the traction online. You know, so it's someone that, like, literally had nothing to do with music. And that kind of ties into my next point where I was talking to you um, about an interview I saw with Blueface on Big Blue Boy's Face, Neighborhood. <laughs> and uh, Big Boy's co-host asked him, how'd you get into music? Were you writing poetry? And he starts laughing. He's like, I don't fucking like music. <laughs> and he's like... Can, you can yeah. tell by he the way like, he raps. I don't give a fuck He raps like music. he don't like the beat. Like. Yeah, like he... And then Big Boy was like, whoa, like, don't say that. You know, he's like, no, y'all can keep all this shit. Like, he's being very transparent. <laughs> and so he doesn't care about music. What he cares about is the bag. You know, I'm making money. And someone made, a, like, a montage of three videos. And it was him saying that. It was Young Boy NBA saying that he don't give a fuck about rapping and performing. It's just about the bag. And then Cardi B saying she don't care. she's not trying to be nobody's lyricist. <laughs> she's just trying to make money the- and and be rich. And that's really her motivation. So that became another conversation where it's like for the music purists that are grinding it out day in and day out to be in positions that they're in, like a blue face on the Cardi B and Young Boy NBA, where they're like on the charts and touring and getting all these accolades and breaking records and on everyone's record as a feature, you know, really up there where everyone hopes to be. And then they don't even really give a fuck about music and and very like open about it. I I think that the conversation is a little bit different for an artist like Cardi B, right? And I think it gets tricky because Cardi B is an artist who made that declaration after achieving certain levels of success that she had achieved through having a real passion for the art. You can say what you want about how good of a rapper you think Cardi B might be or whatever, but she always had a passion for being an artist. And when she made those comments about only giving a fuck about the bag and shit, it was kind of in retaliation to people who were attacking her. Lyricism. Exactly. And But the difference between her and people like Blueface and um, NBA Youngboy, who I love NBA Young Boys music, by the way. But the Ditwood, so whatever. Yes. Fuck what he talking about. He Same. actually makes good music. <laughs> but the difference is they literally don't give and give a fuck about doing it at all. They don't even give a fuck about rapping. They don't want to be viewed at as legit viewed as rather legitimate rappers. They literally only care about doing a job that's gonna give them a large amount of money at once. Do you think that's a bad thing? That they literally viewing this as a job? I think that it is a bad thing. Yes. And the reason why I think it's a bad thing is because it's disrespectful when you're discussing the arts, because it's something that people it's it's something that comes from people's um, their ideas, their creativity. It's art. 
So it's a bit different of a conversation. It has to be handled with a certain level of respect just because of that, because of the nature of what it is that they're not giving it. And I think that's what makes it a bad thing to feel that way. If you are a person who loves music, loves to sing, whatever, and then after you get into the bigger game and you then say, all right, now that I'm here, I'm getting ready to maintain my position at the top by going after all of these great opportunities that are super lucrative. That's different. And I don't see anything wrong with that versus an artist. Like you said, Blueface, NBA young boy who literally said, I don't give a fuck about none of this shit. I hate music. I'm only doing this because it gives me rich quick. That's a bit disrespectful. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I struggle with it because it's confusing to me. It's like, why would you brag about that. That's the part I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like, why is that like a badge of honor that you're in an industry and making a shitload of money and you don't actually give a fuck about the craft of right. it? It's horrible. I'm trying to understand the, the thought process. So that part, obviously, as a creator and a creator of music, doesn't feel too great, especially when I think of artists like an India Sean mm -hmm. and Amen. a Desi Page, mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, um, Alex Isley. Mm -hmm. You know that these are the artists I want to see at the top, and they work so hard day in and day out, project after project after project, and for whatever reason, they don't have the number one records. They don't have the budgets and the deals. Even Don Richard, I saw her tweeting the other day, like, imagine how different shit would be if she mm -hmm. had the budget. I think about that all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Look at the ideas that she spawns now without mm -hmm. the budget, without mm -hmm. the machine, without the backup. So things like that does make me feel sensitive. But I can also, my thing is, someone's buying their music <laughs> and putting money in their pocket. These are kids that come from the mud. And I'm always going to side with kids coming from the mud getting money. But it's but so that's I'm not what makes be mad it, about it. That's exactly what makes it so disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And I think a better word would be ungrateful. Ungrateful. That's what makes it so ungrateful. Yeah. Because people are doing exactly what you said. They are putting money in those kids' pockets. And then there are people like you who are just supportive of the fact that, like you said, kids from the mud are coming up. Yeah. And now having access to a different way of living. It's ungrateful to even you for supporting that. Right. So that's what makes saying something like that. And not fuck saying something. That's what makes feeling like that yeah. a bad thing. It's and not sometimes cool. I also wonder, like, how true is that? You or know, are you just trying to be like a anti? You're just trying to be a contrarian, or, or right. you know, I know that's a everything on the internet now is about clips, mm -hmm. viral clips. You know, uh, what do they call it? Sound bites or hot whatever, takes. hot takes. You know, so at the expense of what though? That becomes the next question. You know what I mean? But I don't think that's the thought process nowadays. That's I think people up. just like. What can I say that's going to get the eyes on this? And yeah. that's pretty much what it comes down to. I look at it as. So it's not offensive to me only because I think it's simplified to a lot of people. Like a lot of people on that level, they might look at it like it literally is just work to them. Mm -hmm. Because when you because I mean, if if I were a rapper, I don't really think I would hate my life. But I also do see, you know, some of these people, they perform it all the damn time, but they battle an addiction at the same damn time. And they always on the road or they're trying to make a better life for other people. But then they get caught up in this bullshit lifestyle, like all that bullshit. And the industry is no fucking joke. Right. But I also think about and, and with that, it's like all these people that you that we put in the power, I guess, somehow, because it's like how to 
we even get some of these fucking execs in these places. Um, they're the ones that put a lot of this money in these people's pockets to do some of the things they're doing. So it's like if they already made it this fucking far, not to say, well, who am I to knock them off? But like if I don't hate the music or like the one song, because for Blueface, like specifically Blueface, right? I don't like him as a rapper. <laughs> like, I don't care about him as a rapper. The song was cute. It was a cute little song. Like, the little the hook is cute, and that's why I thought all the little remixes were cute, as opposed to me actually listening to him on the fucking song. So for me, it, it made me look at him and think, like, oh, well, this boy knows, like, how to pick a record or something or do or do a hook. Like, he or should he's be just a, got a bomb team. Or, or that. Like, so somebody should, like, write for him, or, or he should get a writer or something, So and then he should just shut up. So it's like <laughs> when people do these interviews and they're like, oh, I, I hate my job, it's like... Yeah, but it's still your damn job. So like, shut up. Like when I mm-hmm. when I used to work at the restaurant at a, serving, when people would be like, "Oh, how's your day?" I'm at work, so I'm not gonna sit here like, "Girl, you know the kitchen is taking too damn long." <laughs> like I'm not about to sit there because you don't want to hear that. So like when you turn on an interview and you hear artists say, "I hate my job," it's like you don't want to look at them and be like, "Bitch, shut your ass up about your damn job," because you know I bought your record, so you could tour and do all this stuff. But it's like you know that's your job. So if you hate it so much, do something else. So that's why it's like when you hear it, it's like, "Well, why are you talking about how you hate your job?" And it's not that we don't want to hear you talk about how much you hate your job as much as it is. It feels like like that's to say that's disrespectful for you He's to say that you hate it. Yeah, like you you there you well, made the damn record. When it's been such a blessing. Yeah, Blueface was talking about how he made this record and he drove all around to these places to uh, perform the song, and now he would. He's with Cash Money West, but he don't know, or Young Money West, but he don't know who the fuck is affiliated. So I was like, what the fuck? How do you not know who your team is? So that, at that point, I'm thinking, well, this nigga's a fucking airhead. So like, <laughs> oh, no. at some point, either he's going to, like, people are going to steal from him or like, you know, he might not last long. I'm not really going to be checking for a blue face in four to five years. And, you know, I might eat my words then, but I really don't care. Because at, at, at the end of my day, like, I'm not expecting him to be better than because sometimes people get up there and they say dumb shit and so instead of me being like damn why would you say that i always think well <laughs> you know you live in life you either gonna learn the hard way or you know it's gonna come to you at night and you're gonna you know change some things around so when i look at cardi saying she hates her you know her job you know she has her baby you know she got this whole empire she might one day be like i don't really hate my job I, that was just a moment but she is always on instagram and they're live all really young too yelling you gotta That's remember when you're in your early 20s you don't get it skyrocketed into fame skyrocketed into money you have millions of people on a daily basis telling you to kill yourself that you ain't shit also people telling you they love you <laughs> people trying to find you stopping you in the street I mean that's a right. lot of emotion that's a lot yep. to process and they they've uh, haven't been famous that long either you know what I mean and they're, they've all skyrocketed because fame now with social media is it's like instant. magnified you know what I mean like so I can imagine how overwhelming it must feel um, and you remember when you were in your early 20s? It's like when we had AIM and you'd put your away message like, yes. life is <laughs> fucking sucks. <laughs> Think of how much emotional shit you used to write on your AIM away message. So this is literally their fuck. AIM. Do better. Do better. <laughs> you didn't got all this damn money and these great opportunities. I don't want to hear you sitting up there talking about you hate your job. And the only reason I'm giving Cardi a pass is because I ain't never heard her say she hate her job. I don't heard her say she hate a few people. <laughs> but I ain't never heard her say she hate her job. I just heard her like respond to trolls and shit. And it makes her start Which talking about the Which I wish she would stop. Experience. I yeah. wish she would just like. Log off. Log off. Somebody she gives them a, a lot of energy and it's going to drain her. And, and it snowballs because it becomes a, a back and forth of I'm not going to 
let you like get over on me. Yeah. And just when does it end? But in that case, it's going to be daily and at this point because there's always going to be someone saying something. And it's going to affect our artistry too at some point. And that's what I really or am going to be annoyed with. Or desire to be part of the industry. Exactly. So she got to just log off. And, and just stop. That. Like quit talking to other people and just be the shit because Cardi B is the shit. So she needs <laughs> to just, just, she needs to just stick to that. Did you see the, this is off topic, but whatever. Did you see the pictures of her from BeautyCon? Yeah. And the picture of her great. in Vegas at the Palms. Like she just, yeah, I mean, Cardi's her team star. got it on point. Like, like I just, I love to see that. And then the last layer, uh, dialing back to this industry plant conversation, I was reading an article on a website called Affinity Mag where they were talking about Chance the Rapper mm-hmm. and how he always gets this tag of being an industry plant because his parents, his father in particular, had a lot of political ties. Mm-hmm. He worked in the Obama administration. He worked with the Chicago mayor at the time. And so people felt that because his parents were so well connected, uh, of course it's easy for him to navigate the music industry. You know, when you're like upper echelon family, you can kind of move differently in a room if people know who your parents are, you know, and you come from money and that kind of background. So they felt like he's, that's another level of industry plant when you come from a well-to-do family and can kind of like slide right in to exactly where your career should be while everyone else's starting point is like way back at the track. <laughs> what can anybody do about that? You know what I mean? Right. Why do they bring those things? It's such a moot point to me. Like, okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Even if that, That's how it happened for him. What do you have to say about people? There are other people who nepotism is a real thing. You know what I mean? There's, there's, so, many different, there's so many different ways. Yeah. Like, and at the end of the day, people are either going to respond to your talent or your contribution to the arts in a way that amplifies you to that level or you're a person who's going to be able to work the opportunities you've given to still be able to continue working in your passion or maybe your shit just ain't good enough and you need to figure out another way to get to the money you know what I'm saying I mean but you can't front that if your dad had ties within the industry Mm -hmm. getting you know specific deals like people were concerned about his Apple deal how did he get $500,000 and Apple exclusivity for two weeks off of a mixtape. That's not going to happen to the average kid from right. the internet. You know what I mean? But when you so have ties... They feel like it shouldn't happen to him because he had a tie. Well, if you if you are surrounded by... You know, it's like a who knows yeah. each other type of thing. It's like yeah. it's not so much what you do, but it's more so who you know. You guys know those sayings. So that's what uh, I was noticing a lot with the industry plant conversation that he's literally the one that comes up every time because people just feel like that's unfair. Because obviously your music is going to blow up if you have ties that the can get you The only person, because see, like even for that, to me, all of these conversations come from a person saying well, that ain't fair happening to them and not me. How did that happen for them, right? Yeah. So the only person who I can honestly say I feel was a literal industry plant, okay, and that I have had resentment to their work has been uh, the girl from Catch Me Outside, the bad <laughs> baby or whatever. Like, that was just, That's I felt funny. just completely like, come the fuck on but they put her with this black girl that writes all her rhymes and gives her and good raps out here killing and it. now she's producing music that's actually enjoyable to <laughs> listen to so I got over it you know what I'm so saying you feel as long as the output is good then it doesn't matter where the input's coming from I, I feel or how like it got I there. have no choice but to feel like that. I want to say yes to that because I think about all the you know white people 
a lot of these people weren't just really discovered. A lot of people were groomed. And even, you know, black people, too. A lot of groups were groomed or whatever. But so I'll say this. Like, music, there's tons of music, right? If a song is good, a song is good. And there are some songs that are, like, bomb that we probably heard individually that no one else will probably ever fucking hear. And that sucks. And so sometimes <laughs> when you look at people that, like, when we look at our indie shots and we, like, India really could have been like, you, you know, had a label really looked at her for the gym and start as she is and, you know, put this down. She would have been like maybe three out, four albums deep by now with some bomb, beautiful visuals. But also I think to myself or somebody might have taken advantage of her in the industry. So I'm glad that that hasn't happened for her yet. So when I look at people that have been tapped and they've been tapped because of, you know, they're the people that they know. Right. So Chance knows, uh, you know, his family knows Obama's in them. So like. You know, his music is actually good. You know, there's Chance and there's his brother, right? And I don't think that his brother makes bad music, but, you know, is his brother not good enough to be an industry plant, too? Like, they know all the same damn people, so why hasn't his brother popped just as well? Right. Like, I think— he bi. <laughs> so that would have been in my eyes. <laughs> but oh, that, I thought you were joking. No, he, yeah, really no, he, is, he is bisexual. He's like openly bisexual, and I feel like that was part of his shtick when he was going on tour. Uh, you know, That's but, why they went on to the next one. <laughs> but honestly, but when you look at the times, you would have thought that they would have tried to like put him up since they since you know they industry plants or whatever. So I think when people... maybe it's a combination of connects, but also having something that's gonna you know catch Chance fire. Right. Better looking, he's a better looking brother too than Taylor Bennett. Stop, that's not nice. Because a lot of I'm talking about why they've you know. No, that's so <laughs> mean, like And a lot of the time when you're connected, you know people. People that you're connected to, they don't want to be associated with bullshit anyway. So like, right. so if you are going to put something out, so like when I hate even that I keep going back to this person, like let's say Blueface, I don't really know how he got signed or what or why, <laughs> but let's say somebody heard that bust down Tatiana song and they just heard the hook and it was like, oh, this kid, like he's he's cool. And they just liked it off the strength of that. And they pushed it to somewhere that, and they blew it up the wrong way. And he got signed for real or whatever. Like there are certain people that get overlooked all the time and it doesn't make them any less talented. Right. Because there are people today that really I feel like hasn't they haven't gotten their flowers like Monica has never gotten her flowers really you know what I'm saying like even Missy Elliott really hasn't gotten her flowers like just for a lot of these people that have like done all these things like over these long periods of time and then you look at these people today that are like blowing up instantly and you're saying that's not fair like let's see how long these people are really even going to be there like and it's just the way life goes and honestly what I was telling you earlier isn't it everyone's goal to um aggregate enough money and the connections and network and generational wealth so that your kid, when it comes their time to do whatever it is that they're going to do and pursue whatever it is they're going to pursue, they have an easier time, yep. <laughs> a way easier time than you had with whatever you were trying to pursue. That's kind of the goal for every generation is for, you know, every generation to have it easier than the previous one. At least that's my goal. Mine too. You know what I mean? When I think of my kids, I, every dollar I save, every time I'm always thinking of how that's going to help, you know, my kid or my grandkid, their lives be way easier. They don't have to worry about rent. Hopefully I think about those things. And so when people get on chance for who his parents are, I'm like, what a blessing. I know that it's hard when someone has a head start. Of course, if India Sean's dad had connects with Apple right. and could get her $500,000 advance and exclusivity right, off of Matthew one of, knows out here. Yeah, off of her Origins mixtape or album. Hello. Right. Yes, it would amplify her differently. But I mean, that's just 
that's just how life goes. Tale as old as time. You know what I mean? Some people just have it like that and some and some don't. It's only a problem when the talent isn't there. And that's all I'll say. If you are talented. Yeah. And, and we've you, seen that, too, because yeah. radio will literally play a song over and over and over and literally beat it we'll into right your system. Face. Yeah. Think of how many songs you end up singing that you don't even really fucking like, but you heard it so much on the radio or when you go shopping and you're hearing, hearing, hearing it, you get beat down over the head because that's what the machine is. It yeah. can convince you of what to like and and create the gatekeeping of which songs are going to hit the charts and become popular and which one is played over and over everywhere. And that happens all the time. There'll be songs that I hate when I initially hear it. And then it grew on, it me. Grew yeah. on yeah. me. But did it really grow on me or was yeah. it hammered into my psyche? <laughs> was it beat on you? <laughs> <laughs> By these damn machines. That happens because I, mean? I actually like a reader or a song and I never thought... <laughs> That after all my years of being long suffering, I would like a Rita Ora song, but I do <laughs> not long suffering. She got this song and be like, "Wish that I could let you love, wish that I could let you love me." It's the jam. Yeah, she got one. <laughs> it's, I'm telling you, she got she one. Got finally, one. all I'm saying is, Little Nas X, whether you're a barb or not. <laughs> I think it's all awesome. Yes. Yeah, me too. And you know, shout out to the Barb. Y'all got yes, your number one. Yes, y'all got one. one. Y'all yes. got one. Shout out to the Barb. Shout out to the Barb. Y'all, y'all got, got one. Y'all got number one fucking record in the Billboard. And that is a feat. It is not an easy one. He got it. And so that's amazing. Congratulations. Chance having connects on who his dad knew that got him the Apple deal or whatever, allegedly. Hey, that's everyone's goal, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Everyone's goal. So kudos to them for making it happen. That's just how life works. That's the cards you're dealt. <laughs> and I wish that everybody that has talent, specifically people like India Sean, who we love, and other artists who we know deserve it, I wish that they all get that big break. I wish yes. that for them too. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. And honestly, that's a lot of the work we're doing. Yes. We don't just talk about indie artists because we want to hear ourselves talk about them. We hope right. that by tapping to into our ecosystem, because we see how y'all are, y'all sell out products, y'all make uh, numbers and algorithms change on Spotify just because you press the song that we ask you to, you know, check out and listen to. Like, that's how it works. We It's like the new the new order in a way. Labels used to decide who's going to get hot and who's not. And now I think the Internet has really allowed that to shift mm-hmm. where now the control is more so on the listener and the consumers as opposed to the label being the gatekeepers. Amen. And so that's it. That was our pivot into the music industry. Anything else you guys want to say before we move on? Quit hating. <laughs> I think that's that, all I got to say. And I, I always think about like, because when these types of conversations come up and I always think about like work and people working, like sometimes you'll go to a job and there are people that actually want to be there. Like they actually want to learn something. And then there are people that just want to get money. Like when I, I always go back to the restaurant cause I could just get money, but there are people that actually wanted to like work their way up and be a manager and do all the other <laughs> stuff. So those people were always the first ones to like hate when something good would happen for me because I just wanted to get money. So, like, I would be good at my job, which would allow me more opportunities. So, like, people would, like, they would be like, oh, you know, you want a promotion? You want to do this or that? And, like, I'd be like, well, if it's more money, yeah. Or I'd be like, well, no, it's not no more money, no. And those same people that were hating, like, they would hate even more that I had the, like, option, the decision because they feel like because they wanted it more, like, they deserved it. And so those people, I'm sure they, you know, didn't realize that, 
for me, my perspective, like it wasn't that big of a deal of a job in that aspect. And they probably deserve like to be at a better job, like where they would have had a better time learning or, you know, better opportunity doing that. So I look at some of these artists, you know, they complaining that they hate their job and they might hate it for, you know, various reasons. Like you said, they're young. They might grow into it and realize why they do love it. Or they might move on to a different part of the music industry or a different industry and something they, something else they love. That's it. Yay. Yay. Well, that's it for this week's Hot Button. Show was a hot That was hot. <laughs> and I know it's unfair. Can you imagine your dad was with the Obama administration? Shit. The shit you could get done. <laughs> and I would be out here be like, I that's ain't no damn plan. unfair, but I mean, life is life. Imagine being like, I ain't no damn plan. If anything, they wouldn't let me do it because I knew these motherfuckers. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> And at the end of the day, you still got to show and prove, so. True. Support for today's show comes from HelloFresh. HelloFresh makes conquering the kitchen a reality with deliciously simple recipes and fresh, pre-measured ingredients delivered to your door. All the meals come together in 30 minutes max. Uh, They call for less than two pots and pans, and they require minimal cleanup, you guys. Plus, with tres plans to choose from, including classic, veggie, and family, there's something for everyone. So get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone. And I cannot comment enough about the efficiency of uh, HelloFresh. I'm telling you, you guys, the meals come on time, totally prepared. They simplify my entire meal planning, meal prepping, and meal eating experience. So I'm happy with HelloFresh. And if you want to say hello like I did, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash FriendZone80 and enter the code FriendZone80. That's HelloFresh.com slash friendzone80 and enter the code friendzone80 for $20 off your first four boxes. If we care about the ingredients and the food we eat and the beauty products we use, why shouldn't the same be true of our feminine care products? The FDA doesn't require brands to disclose a comprehensive list of ingredients in their feminine care products, so most of them don't. Lola, however, offers complete transparency about the ingredients found in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes, all of which are 100% organic cotton with no added chemicals, fragrances, synthetics, or dyes, you guys. Plus, with Lola's customizable subscription, you get to choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. And you can even change, skip, or cancel at any time. So we actually got this Lola ad because of my wellness segment a couple months back. So thank you to you guys for purchasing, for subscribing, for uh, adding them, emailing them, messaging them. um, They were able to track the traffic back to the show. And then we got this Lola ad, which is pretty awesome. So that lets you know how I feel about this, considering that it was a segment. I love this brand. I've been using it for months. It works. It actually shortened my cycle. I Obviously, I can't say that it's going to happen for everyone. I can only share my personal experience. It shortened it by two to three days. I'm not someone that tends to get cramps, but obviously depending on different factors like my stress levels, schedule, travel, sometimes they do kick in. But I have noticed that since using Lola, I have not had any cramps to the point that I don't even know when my cycle is here because it just smoothly comes on in. And I just feel like Lola has really contributed to how I've been feeling when my cycle comes on. So it's a great brand. Thank you to Lola for working with us. That's so exciting. And I hope you guys love it. 
Shout out to Lolo for turning a period into an ellipsis. <laughs> <laughs> so, for 40% off of all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter friend zone when you subscribe. That's mylola.com and enter friend zone for 40% off all subscriptions. Enjoy, guys. This is a really, really great product. Let's bring in the wind chimes. <laughs> Did you guys know? <laughs> That it is National Library Month. What? No, no, not month, week. Excuse me. I'm a read. I'm a read. I'm a read. The second I'm week read, of I'm every read, April since 1958 is National Library Week. When was the last time you stepped foot in the library? Mm. First of all, how do you pronounce it? Library or brary? I pronounce it brary. <laughs> library. Library. <laughs> Book brary. <laughs> Computer brary. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you guys about an app called Libby. Have you heard of it? No. What's Libby Like about? Sam and? <laughs> no, like library, but cute. Libby. Oh, I'm going to the Libby. Libby. Okay. <laughs> Meet me at the Libby. Mm-hmm. So basically this app is the free version of Audible. Okay. Okay, yeah. The only key is, and that's why I'm bringing it up because obviously it's the perfect timing, but I was thinking about the the book that I was suggesting last week, The Anatomy of the Spirit. And I saw a lot of people being like, oh, it's expensive. Or some people were sharing with each other like, oh, you can buy it, you know, on Amazon Kindle for $1.99. I love that because mm-hmm. everyone is kind of sharing different mm-hmm. resources on how to grab it for cheaper. Um, some people even sharing it amongst each other. I just love that. I saw oh. those tweets and that was making, it, making me really happy. And then I was like, wait a minute. I should have mentioned, which is what we're doing today, that there's an app called Libby where all you have to do is go to the library. You can actually sign up online now, of course, because everything's digital. But you go, I say go to the library because... What was the last time we went oh, to the library? Right. Might fuck around and meet somebody. That too. For real, Because the library is a different ball game now. Like for people real, really real. do all their work there. It's, off- it's a co-working there. space yes. for a lot of people. People, people uh, college students doing their homework because it's the Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Like it's a great place. I won't say to be social because that's not no, the point. Supposed <laughs> to be quiet. Okay. Supposed to be quiet. Supposed to be quiet. So if you do you know. meet someone, make sure it's mutual and quiet. Okay. Yeah. Low cut is the move for the library. <laughs> <laughs> but I want you guys to go to your local library. Like, let's do that. I think that's so cute. Yeah. Go to, you got to go to my new library. Have, I feel like you mentioned that you you used to go to the library I did. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uptown, I used to go. Yeah. I, used to, I used to go to the one over by you, actually. Oh, cute. Yeah. I go to my photo library one. every damn day. <laughs> The one by me is a scene. That's the though. one. That, that's what I was like. That's the one. That's, that's the, one. the one. That's a club. That's the one. But so, so this is what you're going to do. <laughs> you're going to look at me local. <laughs> make me miss Uptown. <laughs> we about to change the game. No, I'm ooh, kidding. Ooh, you guys ooh. do not go in there trying to be social. I'm not. <laughs> okay, you know the, the library they be having summertime activities now. Oh, and it's about to yeah, get warm yeah, Okay, outside. so go on, oh, tell them, friends. Tell the people now. And if you're really freaky, you know you can <laughs> no, see it Indian not. style. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so this is what you're gonna do. Drive the boat, friend. I'm driving it. You see me? I've seen Basic Instinct. Oh my god. <laughs> go ahead, friend. So you're gonna walk into your local library you're going to get a library card when was the last time you guys got a card I, I, I still owe somebody 
Yeah, it's some late shit. I still like you want to know what's crazy? I miss those the days other of day, having a card. So, uh, somebody tweeted us uh, in a book, or they were, I guess, suggesting a book to Fulton County Library, and it got retweeted recently. And it it warmed my heart that we was retweeted in that because I used to spend a lot of time when I was younger in the libraries in Fulton County. Aww. So shout out to the Sandy Springs branch. I'm sure I owed them some money. They ain't never got that. <laughs> Woo! Shout out to Sandy Springs branch. Yes. But you're gonna get your card, and then once you get your card, you can sign. You can download the app which is the Libby app you can actually check let me make sure I'm spelling it correctly if you go online Mm -hmm. you can go to where we gonna go (laughs) libbyapp.com which is l-i-b-b-y a-p-p dot com and it'll walk you through it Look how it's so user-friendly. Look how as soon as you come on. Oh, yeah. It looks yeah, like text messages. Yeah. Right. So it's, it walks you through it. There are th- there are 30,000 libraries that are signed up through the Libby app. Mm. 30,000. Damn, that's dope. And they have thousands of titles available. You can uh, download them for offline reading, which I think is really cool. This Especially when you, amazing. Yeah, when you go off on the train underground and you don't have Wi-Fi or, you know, wherever you want to read. So that's awesome. It's kind of like Netflix, so you can yeah. download it. Um, and I know some people use Kindle to read. You can send your books from Libby to your Kindle. And it all, oh, wow. mm. you know what? And it's still alone. The cool thing is that it's still alone, but because it's all digital, there's no late fee. So you don't have to be like, oh, my God, I got to return the book. It just expires. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just expires when it's due. This is amazing. I think this is incredible. And the most important part is that it's free. You don't have to pay for this. So you're literally having access to ebooks and audiobooks. I actually looked it up to see if they had Anatomy of the Spirit, and they do. So you can do that for free. And the only thing you have to do is familiarize yourself with your local library, which Damn. I mean, what's that's a pretty great deal. Right. You know what I mean? To support the local library. Because think about it now with things like Amazon and Audible. A lot of libraries, I'm sure, are struggling. The librarians, like... I think it's cool to keep that money in the neighborhood and, and hopefully this will create some kind of resurgence, you know, with people yes. even walking into their library. I'm I sure, love this. I'm sure there are people that have never even been to their local library. It's a great workspace. It's a fantastic workspace. This is a great resource for students. Absolutely. For, uh, that was my level. next thing. Yeah, like... Students, you know how expensive college books are. OMG, like, that's one of the most stressful points of college at least for me I remember just I couldn't afford a lot mm-hmm. of the shits and you'd have to get them used or you know try to borrow with your roommate so this is great because the chances are that your books are there available so this is fantastic yeah friend. download them what I love is that you can have the app on your tablets too so if you have an iPad so I know not everyone likes to read on their phones some mm-hmm. people prefer so they can see it clear um, Just don't be taking pictures with your tablet because you look foolish. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Have you ever seen anybody taking a picture with an yes. iPad? Yes. It looks like, look like they holding up scorecards. It's horrible. <laughs> Imagine them doing that at a concert. <laughs> what I love about the app is that it has um, your positions, bookmarks, and notes are kept in sync across all of your devices. It keeps track of your reading history, has like an activity tab. And let's say that you are uh, a member of multiple libraries. You can actually toggle between the multiple libraries that you're a member of, which in a way is great because you'll have access to even more, more titles. Books. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So if anything, I would suggest being a member of multiple li- uh, library locations. So Libby app, I think, is amazing. This is like one hell of a resource. Please take advantage of it. 
please show love to your local library. And it's library week. So Who I think it's like this? the perfect Say Martin, timing. This is perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Man. Isn't it fantastic? Yes. And like, the fact that it's free. And like I said, you don't even have to go into your library if you don't want to. And maybe you don't have one near you, so you can sign up online. I know for New York, ours is nypl.org yeah. so I would assume you just have to find the one for your city and they'll I checked to see like what the process is they said if you come in to sign up for a library card you're going to need your ID and proof of address mm-hmm. so some kind of, of envelope yeah mm-hmm. mail that a can, bed bath and beyond coupon <laughs> that got mailed to you <laughs> that can mm-hmm. just prove you know that you live in the neighborhood and I get it they want to protect their books and their property and make sure you're not going to run off with it so definitely make sure you have that and then obviously if you sign up online it'll be a completely different process and it's a lot easier so you have options this is a digital yes. digital world we're living in so I love that things are just more accessible and easy to use and Hopefully, that would be helpful for you. Yes. And remember, that was one of my resolutions to read more. So this was like, and Audible, no shade, I love Audible. Me but too. it's 14 to 5 and that's a luxury. Right. You know what I mean? Not everyone can just swing that just to be able to read a book on their phone. Yeah. Or Amen. listen to a book, rather, on their phone. So I love the fact that we have, and shout out to Audible. I'm a huge fan. I Me use too. It. I, I literally, <laughs> Yeah, I literally, you know, was listening to them on the way I'm reading this book yeah. about the power of habits I think it's called mm-hmm. the sci- you know it like breaks down the science of how habits are formed and how they're broken mm-hmm. very interesting I'll definitely be sharing what I'm learning yes, from that that's please. for a wellness segment in the future um, but so I'm very grateful to Audible and how much I've learned and, and been able to use it as a resource for a lot of my wellness Absolutely. segments but I do want to be mindful of access mm-hmm. and make sure that everyone has access to the information that we share so Libby app L-I-B-B-A-P-P dot com. Check it out. Download it. If you already use it, let people know what you think of it. Let us know. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. And they got Playboy magazines on there. (laughs) No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Asante, what you got for us, Mr. Music Man? Well, you know, since we really did like a whole music episode, I want us to just kind of get into like the meat of it and do the listens lately. Okay. And that way we can, you know, kind of talk about some TV for TV land, you know, save some time towards the end. <laughs> I ain't talking about shit this week. Stay mad. Go there. <laughs> Why you gotta do the paper like that? We watching so much. Um. So yeah, let's just talk about some listens lately. You know, I've really been killing my Sonos. Um. Since Have I'm, you? yeah, you know, since I'm in a new uh, place, I've been trying to like go back and play like music that I haven't played there yet. So like a lot of like old school Atlanta shit I've been listening to, and um. <laughs> Um, it, since we were talking about industry plants, I don't feel like she's an industry plant. But for then whatever now we're gonna be like, who's an industry plant? Well, she's definitely not because people just would not like let her live. But Tanache, like I was playing a whole lot of Tanache in my house this past week. The talent like, is there. Like I don't know what it is, but I have to go on that piff and download her the mixtapes. Mix yes, tapes. yes, you do. Friend. I wish they were on Spotify. Yes, you do. Like I, um, I think they're on SoundCloud too. And I want to thank God that they were because Sonos, like you know, it has its own dedicated app that I had to play music through. So I was like, if I can't listen to these mixtapes, what am I gonna do in my life? <laughs> but um, yeah, there was just a lot of really good music and a lot of really good moments there. So a lot of Tanache was playing in my household. But um, I haven't given you my actual listens lately as of yet. I was just buying you time to get started so let me know what you've been listening to so the uk ladies have stolen my heart um there's a young woman 
OMG. So there's a woman. There's an artist by the name of Arlo Parks. And that's a I, cute name. Isn't that the yes. cutest name? She has a song um, called Cola. Oh. So that's Cola. It's C O L A. Her name is Arlo Parks. A R L O P A R K S. And I love her. She got that avocado, but I Mm -hmm. love her. She sounds great. Um, And then the other UK bombshell. So Etta Bond dropped a new project called. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like last week. And it's called He's Mine. I love Etta Bond. You guys fans? Mm -hmm. Was she in Milk and Steph? He's now, if mine, you remember, you may have had him once, but I got him all the time. Now Ain't that what you're talking about? <laughs> Draw the boat, friend. Draw the boat. Ain't that what you're talking about? <laughs> so, if you remember, Sir had Etta Bond on his last project, and it was a song that I literally played <laughs> out. Like, my neighbor probably knows it word for word. <laughs> um, so, she put him on her project, which made yes. me really happy because anytime I see Sir's name, I get very excited. And they have a song together called More Than a Lover. <laughs> Already. <laughs> Everything I dreamt of came true. I don't want it to change. Got it. <laughs> it's mine. Yeah, this already the shit. You were more than a baby. That everything I've done that came This is the shit, man. Ain't that the shit? Mm. Mm. We just gotta wait till Sir comes mm. in. I'm sorry. We never talk of forever. I'm playing this later. Can I just talk about Sir for a second? Please. I know he sounds just like me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Y'all, Sir is just too good. Mm-hmm. Like, how can we make him bigger? 
He needs to be bigger. Yes. He's one he that performing needs to be all at over the, the top place of and the charts. Like he be at festivals and shit. I feel like so. It's like what's going. I on? I mean, he's gaining his traction because he's good. Mm-hmm. But I need him having number ones. Yeah, like let's that's who a needs challenge. To, you know, a search challenge. <laughs> I'm not Beyonce's son. Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He just makes me really happy. Like there, there's some artists that. Do you have an artist where it's like, as soon as you see his name, you just know it's gonna be good. Like Miguel. there's no question. Miguel. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. Everyone has that one artist that it's like I don't even care. I'm gonna press play automatically just because it's him, or her, like yeah. or them, or they. Or sir. <laughs> or sir. <laughs> I can't. Or sir. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it when it just happens no. like that, friend? Just sometimes it just be happening just in the studio. Slide y'all. It, in. it don't stop happening. <laughs> and then, um, funny enough, all this country talk mm-hmm. got me listening to Casey Honky Musgraves. Tonk, oh, and Casey Musgraves has a song called "Slow Burn." Oh yes, she talked about my chest oh my at the Grammy it's night. So you have to watch her do Selena live. There's Wait, a, uh, so there's like a Bidi performance. Bidi uh, there's a performance of her doing "Come on the Floor" and it's what? so good. Yes. <laughs> no, shut up. First of all, that's relatable. Born in a hurry, always late. This, I too. <laughs> this was a project now. I know Listen. people was mad. <laughs> good in a glass, good on green, good when you're putting your hands all over me. Mm. Now that part related to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all right with a slow I'm gonna do it my way, it'll be alright. If we burn it down and it takes all out, it's just some burn. Oh my god. It's just a beautiful song at the end of the day, it is. That made me want to get into country. Yeah. Woo! That sounds good. So that's Slow Burn by Casey Musgraves. <laughs> that sounds good. The whole project. Shout out to... Not um, the burning part. <laughs> <laughs> the song is beautiful. <laughs> uh, Bruja Banton. This is a, a young lady I follow on Twitter, and we were going back and forth standing over this song, yeah, <laughs> and I loved that's it. That's a beautiful song, Because it's just a good real. song. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a bomb song. So those are my three. Yes. Dustin Ross. Dustin, what you been listening to now? Well, you know, we got to have our historical fact. Okay. Um, so this week makes the 17th anniversary of Ashanti's debut album. Wow, 17? 17 she years in the game, and her, she still you. looks great. So, um, yeah, just a great album. We all know she... <laughs> keep on running. I keep on... So sad, so sad. What love will make you do all the things that we accept, be the things that we regret. So all, all of my, my ladies, ladies, come on, sing with me. See, when I get the strength to leave, you always tell me that you need me. And I said, because I love you, 
And the sound of candy may be You will learn to be I just skipped all the way I skipped for Never gonna change Never gonna change I had to skip forward Because I would have kept going I would have done my whole thing Come on Ashanti karaoke It's a good song Shout out to one of my dear friends From back in the day He died and he was one of the funniest people I ever met in my life So shout out to Tony Gray I'll never forget He said that this other man we worked with And his dog was chained up on the porch When he rolled past his house So hey, I'll never forget that. I rolled past that motherfucker and the dog was chained up on the front porch. That's what he told me about somebody else. So it was just a good time to be co-workers. And so, um, <laughs> but he what? used to, Baby by Ashanti was his jam, right? And so he had gotten me to, he used to play it all the time. And he was like, I just leave the shit playing when I leave the house. And I'm like, damn. And so I started doing it too. Aww. And so we both used to leave Baby playing at the house when we would leave for work and come back home and it still be on repeat. Oh, I know your baby, name is baby, 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 baby. You imagine hearing that all day. Okay, so can I tell you that specific song mm-hmm. I actually hate because my what? best friend my best friend's mom. She I wishes to call me. Ashanti, where is that your Ashanti brand? Baby, baby, baby. Like so to this day I hear her doing it in my head. EJ, if you're listening, I and tell you play this back for your mama. Ashanti, where's that Ashanti boy? Baby, 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 baby. Like she would always do that. I'm like, you know, I'm just not doing it. You gonna regret something. Damn. I don't care. It's fine. Well, it's a great album, so shout out to It was a great ass album. Shout out to Movies, which was our song on that album. Yes, you just does. seen that video? Her dancing in some water and shit. Yeah, she I don't crazy. know where she was. I don't she either, but you know she made it look good. It you looked know? like a gym shower or something. <laughs> it did. Well, a nice gym, but Equinox. a gym shower. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> eucalyptus towel. But okay. it was great. And then I do actually have a listen lately. Yes, um, one song that lately. I've been jamming to personally. Um, actually, I'm gonna give y'all two songs yeah, this ahead. week because I'm still gonna have a short uh, TV segment. <laughs> 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 I'm talking about one thing. So we're gonna we gonna beef like, up so the music know. contribution this week. <laughs> but a couple of listens, lately. I ain't played no songs for y'all in a minute. So this song is by Jamie XX, and um, it features yes. Young Thug. A couple oh people God, you might know, back. but the song is called "I Know There's Gonna Be Good Times," and I just I love this song. So listen to yes. this, y'all. Yes. Good times, good times. There's gonna be good times. I gotta say, I know there's gonna be. This didn't go away, right? This is. This shit. Yep. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I've been jamming Damn, to that. This shit is naive. Been jamming to that. Um, that's crazy. Yeah, I've been in, in a really good mood because of that song. And then another song that I've been playing over and over again. <clears throat> Believe it or not, I found on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> There's an artist named Akbar V. She's yeah. a rapper from Atlanta. Um, She's Candy's cousin. <laughs> she has a song with Lil Mo. My famous ass cousin. Yes. Yeah, she, she has a song with Lil Mo called Complicated. Okay. And um, I did a panel a couple years ago for Moby, um, this really cool organization here in New York. Look them up, M-O-B-I. Um, but they, I was on a panel for them with this guy named Josh that does um, PR in Atlanta. He works with 
Akbar. So on his Instagram story, they were in Philly shooting this video on location in the area where Nene's ankles came out the Range Rover. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, child. That's where they was at. But the song that was playing and the way Little Mo was singing, you know, she's from Philly. Uh, it, it just, it was just good and it struck a chord with me and I love it. So I'm going to share it with y'all as soon as my goddamn phone. So- Listen to Lomo. She's singing like back in the day, y'all. That's why friends say, "What year?" So, so You had to sing, little Mo. <laughs> okay, okay. Damn. So, you know, this so shit's so complicated. complicated. <laughs> yes. We got a motherfucking vocalist in the house tonight, y'all. <laughs> Come on now. That, that was, was big, Mo. You better tell you. You better that replace it on the record. You better replace it on the record, friend. <laughs> You know, so it's just a couple of things. I'm trying to see I what else. I felt like I only kept going because I kept going. That's the only reason. You know, I would have stopped and let you. De- I was like, but I know you would have stopped. So I was like, I got to hit this with Fran. <laughs> I got one more song because I had a good, I had a. Just playing. I spent some time, you know, with a friend of mine this week. And oh, this song oh, had come on. Right, it's jam. Y'all will remember. Y'all will know as soon as it played too. Oh, so you no. Know Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Of course. Of course. This of is course. Dustin in a song. <laughs> Put your <laughs> this damn beat. Okay. Drinking your glass. You're drinking it fast. Watching your tank. Ooh, you took me. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, I see, I see. That's the part where you use the tip of your tongue and follow the cadence. Anyway, uh, uh, yes. mm-hmm. that's the way you follow it with the tip of you your tongue. Yeah. You know, I got that from Mariah. <laughs> you know, Mariah be like, <laughs> what a lamb, what a lamb. So, shout out to Body by Sid. Yeah, like the name of that album. I am shout out Fiends. to Sid. Yeah, that was a hell of a project. Man, I'm about to play that <laughs> right now. <laughs> Not now, but right now. Um, let me take care of business before I get into my bullshit and what I've been listening to lately. Um, shout out to Chica. Her name on Chica. Twitter is at Aranica. It's A. I mean, it's O R. A-N-I-C-U-H-H, but she... I always read it wrong. I always think it's Organica. I don't even... You know, when I say Oranica, I be, is it Oranica? And not be Oranica. Oranica. I just be like Oranica. Chica. Oranica. Oranica. 
I don't know. Uh, that's what I be that Aranica. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so Chica. Chica drops her project. Uh, it's actually it was drops at midnight our time. But so by the time you hear this, it should be out. But there's like a little video thing, so I'm gonna just play it for y'all real quick. Hey. That's called Damn, Love tease, It Already. Tease. <laughs> tease. Uh, that's called No Squares. <laughs> Love It Already. Uh, you know, that's my girl. So, you know, we going to support her when the Hell track yeah. drops. So yeah. by the time you're listening, it should be, it, it had, it's, Gonna be out. It should have dropped. Um, I'll help you find it. I'm sure you're gonna tweet me and ask me how to find this song because some of the other oh artists I'm gonna be talking song. about are also gonna be difficult to find. Um, and she also dropped her remix to Old Town. Yep, Old Road. Town Rogue. I have to remember the song. I'm like, oh. And Tatiana, if you want to hear a real rapper over the beat. Holla at Chica. Yes, she is. She's the A one freestyle that beat, queen for real. She did. When she I did. when I tell you, she's actually a, a dope ass freestyle and uh, rap artist. Like she can do it all. She's not just a. Uh, she's not. She's not an industry plant. Rather. Enjoy. So anyway, now that I've gotten the business out of the way, let me play you a little bit of my bullshit, and then we'll get back to the cool shit. So, friend, I already played this for you. So I got to tell everybody I've been a bird, and this is the song that I've been <laughs> listening to. This is it's not new, but it came out last year. It's Trippy Red. Uh, the song's called "Shake It Up," and it's my shit. Oh, I know this song. <laughs> So hard, like Who gave birth to that cadence. Yo, is that Lil Uzi? Can I don't give know. Him credit. I don't know, but I love it because you know that's right up my alley. <laughs> it's like they shimmying on the beat. It's the like, emo cadence. It's, it's something about it. It's just something about it. I just I can't get enough of it. Eartha Kit. <laughs> oh my god, why that? Um, moving right along, <laughs> we've talked about Rihanna J recently. <laughs> This shimmy, y'all. I can't even take this. Was that or was that not Eartha? (laughs) Okay. We talked about Rihanna J recently on the show. Uh, She dropped a project, but um, she dropped a single around the same time and it's featuring Esta, uh, E-S-T-A, the producer. But anyway, the name is Rihanna J for those of y'all that don't know because sometimes people will be like, are you saying Rihanna? Like they two words, but it's R-A-Y-A-N-A. Space J J A Y. Uh, this is called uh, called Real Something, and I've been fucking with it heavy. Mm-hmm. 
So get get that real something, <laughs> okay? I feel like I got drunk. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> that's like sitting at the bar music. I got all in my thoughts and shit. Like, <laughs> Ooh, if you need something yeah. to think on, that was good. Um, uh, uh, right in line with that, my friend V. Shout out to V. I hate that his name is only V, so it's hard for people to find his music. Oh my god! But he makes really good music. SEO nightmare. <laughs> and so I talked about one of his projects before, and people have been tweeting me like for months after. So this is going to be the same effect. I feel like, but he just makes really, really dope music. And every time I hear his music or it's out, I feel proud as if I had some contribution <laughs> to it, and I did not. But here's my contribution to telling y'all about it. So hopefully, y'all enjoyed as much as I have. This song is called "Bad for You." I'm just sitting here like, oh it's, my god! You know god. why it's so funny to me? Because who doesn't do that? Right? Who doesn't? Have when you're little... walking down the street, you pretend you're doing in the video. Or like when it's raining, you really feel like you in it too. I don't know what it is about the rain. It just really put me when in the Lemon video. by Rihanna and uh, For Real came out, and that beat changed the first time I was listening to it. <laughs> Baby, I was walking through the village, Greenwich Village. I just imagine him I made doing myself at home. I just imagine Dustin doing the, the dancers' motions. <laughs> I get it how it lives. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, when that beat changed, Fran, I'm telling you, knees went to buckling. <laughs> All right. So that is it for me and my, my listens lately. So now we can move on over to TV land. Dustin Ross, take it away again. Oh, you got me an intro this week. <laughs> Didn't I give you one? Hey. I give you one every week, I feel like. Hey. No, it's the, the music. music. Oh, he didn't even oh I did not. I like this. Is how you better walk me in every week. That's right. Let's go. Let me jump on in the ring. Oh, he ready. Yeah, he ready that now, baby. I got that Beyonce, that dream girl, that listen. Hey. She also got a song called Big Old Freak. 
This next one goes out to all the lovers in the house tonight. <laughs> a better way to get birth control is here. Simple Health makes the complicated process of getting birth control simple, convenient, and affordable with online prescriptions and free home delivery. Fill out an online health profile and answer some questions on your health profile and preferences. Then your birth control ships right to your door in a recurring schedule in discreet packaging. That means ain't nobody going to know what it is till they open it. So that should be you. This service is not a replacement for routine evaluations by your primary care physician or gynecologist. So let's be clear about that. It is, however, an easy way to get birth control prescribed, renewed, and delivered from wherever you are on your schedule. Simple Health cuts down barriers for all women. They accept insurance and birth control is free with most insurance plans. For those without insurance, birth control pills start at $15 a month and delivery is free for everyone. Now, if you've ever been a person who has had to attain birth control or go to the doctor for anything personal like that, there's always that layer of trust that has to be placed and there's a buy-in in the interaction and the engagement. And sometimes that can feel a little intimidating. I have sex, so I go to the doctor for sexual health items. I'm not no scary person, but some people are. So this is perfect for you guys that apply to that. So <laughs> don't miss your chance to try this service for free. Mm. Get the $20 prescription free waived by going to simplehealth.com slash friendzone or entering code friendzone at checkout. That's simplehealth.com slash friendzone or enter code friendzone at checkout. And yep. speaking of that, I'm ready to talk about Nene's attitude at the Real Housewives uh, reunion. <laughs> I wish she would have stayed home. Okay, and apparently she did too. Now, everybody knows that we're in season 11 of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. This is part one of the reunion, something that fans of the show look forward to every year, all season. The reunion is where everybody sits down and talks shit about everything that happened all season. So there's a, a, a climax of sorts that builds up before it happens. And you really expect for people to kind of, you know, like New York said on Flavor of Love, folks are calling people out. Of course, folks are being real and they're calling people out on their shit. That's what she told Flavor Delicious and them Flavor. That's what she told Flavor <laughs> Delicious and them. We're doing. And that's exactly what took place at the reunion on Real Housewives of Atlanta for part one, except it all ended up coming toward Nene. Now, background. Nene is a person who has been on the show since season one. She took a break in season eight and she was not on the show. So she did a part time role in season eight and she was not on the show at all in season nine. Season nine did happen to be one of the best seasons ever of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Those of you that watch the show know that that's the season, the season when the breakdown between Candy and Phaedra came to a head. It came out that Phaedra had created this lie that caused all kind of shit during the season and it was just one of the best reunions ever and one of the most, um, interesting seasons to say the least of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Lots of things were revealed during that season that have now impacted the lives of the cast members to this day and it had nothing to do with Nene. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because on this year's reunion, season 11, Nene literally identifies herself as the one, quote unquote. She refers to herself as the one. She refers to herself as the threat. Literally, these are out of her. This is out of her mouth. She refers to herself as the HBIC and the OG. And she's assumed this position of dominance of, over the other cast members on the show. And she literally expects them to kiss her ass. She's created a friendship ending rift between her and Cynthia Bailey, all because she just doesn't like Kenya more. 
and she was upset that Kenya Moore showed up to Cynthia's uh party for her Seagram's peach Bellini beverage that just came out in stores. So Nene took that and created this entire story and ran with it over the past two weeks that Cynthia, who we've watched be loyal to to Nene in good times and bad for about eight seasons now. And <laughs> at swallow, but uh, we watched her be loyal for like eight seasons now to Nini. And now Nini's created this whole narrative that Cynthia's this horrible friend. And so all of this spilled over into the reunion. What we did not see coming, however, was the reaction that the other ladies on the cast would also have to Nini. There were a couple things this season that kind of made people, viewers, and the cast members on the show take it easy, so to speak, on Nene. Remember, this is an ensemble cast reality show where the way the decisions that people make, the ways that they move, the things that they do, that plays into how we feel about them and their participation on the show. Nene's husband has cancer. He's also been on the show as long as she has. We are endeared to him as a person and as an entity on this show. Because of that, Everybody around the world kind of fell for Nini, felt rather for Nini this season. We all went into it, you know, kind of approaching our perspective on her and the things that she brought to the show this season with like kid gloves, so to speak. No one really wanted to be mean to Nini and everyone kind of excused a lot of things that as the season progressed ended up to amount to a lot of bad behavior overall, right? nasty, vile comments, even about her husband, who is ill with cancer, um, who in happier news just celebrated the end of six months of chemotherapy treatments. So that's something to be happy about and celebrate. But during the show, as they were going through all of this, Nene was not a pleasant person, and she definitely wasn't a pleasant person to her husband, Greg. She assumed that because we've all always uplifted her as the underdog of the show and the fan favorite, that we were just going to be on her side. And I think that Nini's position as the fan favorite, um, which is something that was acquired through what you mentioned earlier, her being quote unquote in the mud and coming out the mud and that's watching her have this rise to certain levels of stardom. She's been on Broadway twice, you know, in successful runs. And isn't she the only original cast member? Still on the show, yep. Yeah. Yep, from season one. So, you know, she feels as if she has rights to this show and she calls herself this OG. And the problem with all of that is that she's not using it in a good way. Mm-hmm. She uses it to demean the other ladies on the show and she gets upset with them and she gets upset over things that could be easily moved beyond or moved past. And so all of that energy ended up coming to the reunion. And after all these girls have seen um, the episodes play back and they've seen what Nene had to say about them in their, in her confessional scenes, that was disrespectful. They've seen her in conversation with other girls on the cast about life events for them, like Eva's wedding or Cynthia's relationship with her new boyfriend, Mike Hill. You know, they've seen Nene have horrible things to say about all that, um, that they just didn't know she was saying in ways that they just didn't know she felt until after they watched all the episodes. So they came to the reunion with things to say to Nene. Um, and it was a little bit different because it wasn't really expected this season because everyone had been so forgiving and um, issued her this uh, unofficial pardon of sorts to her behavior. But 
sure as hell made for an interesting reunion. Because when I tell you they let her ass have it, let her motherfucking ass have it, and she deserved every minute of it. The difference between what Nene is doing and and what she should be doing is that there's a haughtiness. There's a sense of her really being better than her other cast members. And I've never been a person who understood what that meant when people would say that about a person. Like, oh, they think they better than such and such. Or they act like they better than him. Never really got that. But Nene Leakes has been the example for me in somebody <laughs> acting like they better than somebody else. And it's not very attractive, especially when, as I said, the personalities of these cast members are what have endeared them to us. So to see her take such a nasty, vile, um, uh, just just. She acts as if she's never had any relationship with these women and she attacks them in ways that are sort of below the belt. Oh, this person is boring. They don't need to be on the show anymore. And she starts a conversation that she knows that the fans will take and kind of run with. And unfortunately, those things kind of do affect, you know, future casting decisions sometimes. So it's a very vile practice to to have um, towards some of your other castmates. And that's exactly what she's done. So when I watched this reunion and Eva was checking the shit out of her asked for things that she said about her wedding and not wanting to participate in the wedding and not wanting to give this toast and all these other things, you know, and just act like she generally did not want to be there to see her uh, because Kenya Moore came to the finale, however she got there, to see her then take that and spin it into Cynthia all of a sudden being underhanded and not a good friend and all these things that we know not to be true based on what we've literally seen take place. But to see Nene just take this and run with it and then start saying a lot of the same old, same old, oh, um, these girls were never my friends. We're always coworkers. Or, oh, these girls, they just ain't got it. They're playing checkers. I'm playing chess. Or, oh, these girls just, you know, they're fake or they're boring. It's more of what she said when she fell out with Cynthia back in season six. We're hearing all the same rhetoric again. She's attacking Candy as a businesswoman, attacking um, Portia's physical body. Portia was literally two weeks away from giving birth when they filmed the reunion and Nene is sitting in her seat saying, oh, here goes the blimp talking, her big old ass talking again. She's literally like saying that. And the thing is, for somebody who has this, you know, self-proclaimed status of the OG, the thread, and oh, I I reads, quote unquote, whatever that means, she's taking the most elementary, simple juvenile insults and not even in a funny way. Like she's just saying just nasty shit. You know, who the fuck talks about a pregnant woman's body? You know what I'm saying? Like just seeing her do all these things, it's just really disgusting and it's sad because Nini's a person who we were attached to her rising to a different level of fame and we were excited to see her get roles on scripted television. We were excited to see her get roles on Broadway and get put in these spaces where we never would have seen her black country Athens from ass in before, but we did and we were happy about it because we related to her and we wanted to see her ass do good. She's taking that away from us as fans and I personally resent her for it. I'm sick of her referring to herself as a girl which I've said before for many times. She's 50 years old, over 50. I'm sick of her talking about other people's body shapes when hers is the way it is. You know, it ain't nothing wrong with that but if we gonna make a comparison you know, we're going to tell the truth. You expect us to laugh at Porsches. You better, her body, you know, you better believe we're going to talk about your back and the way your ass is up on your shoulder blades. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I would be remiss not to. And I don't even want to do her like that because I love Nene and I have since day one. That's why I'm so heartbroken as a fan. 
love Cynthia Bailey to death, but for once I want her to be vocal about what it is that Nene is wrong about. Cynthia is a really kind person. And so she, you know, generally just says and does things um, reflective to her, whatever is going on in that moment. And she never really makes broad statements that define a person's character because that's not on her heart. You know, she's just a, a nice, fun, loving person. I want her to get Nene's ass. One good time, just go live on your Instagram and be like, Nene leaks. Let me tell you, bitch, let me tell you something. I just want one of those moments. Um, I love the way that Candy is using her YouTube channel and uh, and and her Instagram account to bring light to what really happened. She's created these Speak On It videos, a series of video, videos that she's now... all on YouTube now? All on, they all got YouTube mm-hmm. channels. Wow. And, this, and guess who got one now, too? Nene. You <laughs> see what I'm saying? Candy and them, Cynthia and them, they all start popping, doing shit on YouTube. And what happens? Nene got one, too. The Life of Nene Leaks, where she literally says she's going live at this time and comes on and says more of the same. So it's just a tired... <laughs> rodeo show that nobody wants to participate rodeo in show. and I'm looking forward to the next two weeks of footage they showed a clip from next week where Portia literally lays it on the line about Nini's approach and the things that she's choosing to say to attack them and what it really means about the status of their friendship and I was happy that someone finally clearly laid it out for everybody to hear and Nini's not getting the response from the fans that she expected people are really calling her to task um, so hopefully it lends to some sort of revelation on her behalf I don't want to give up on her but she's really making it hard mm-hmm. so that's all I have to say about the TV this week you guys alright then mm-hmm. and now it's time for this is a story And before we actually start, if you've gotten this far, I want you to sing happy birthday. Because by the time you are listening to this, Dustin Ross will be the birthday boy. That's right. (laughs) Happy birthday. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) The black version. Thank you, friend. We love you. I We're love so too. proud of you. And I hope that this new year is stronger, clearer, what way more it? powerful, way more beautiful. I hope you get everything you wish and more. Thank you so and much. So happy for you, everything you've accomplished, and so excited to see what's coming next. Thank you so much. Happy I love birthday, you. Thank, you. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I hope your story gets picked up and you get to cast all these fancy people. Amen. Thank you and so let me just much. get a, a walk on roll. I don't, I don't even <laughs> want to roll. I just want to watch on the side of the set. Oh, <laughs> Thank you. Let me be the yoga teacher. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in New York City. I'm having a birthday party um, Wednesday, April 10th, my actual birthday. So by um, the time they hear this, it'll be tonight. By the time you hear this, for those of you that listen early, which those are the people I want at my party. <laughs> so y'all should come tonight. Um, all tonight. the information for the party will be on my Instagram story. So go to my Instagram at look at Dustin and you'll see all the information. But thank you. And I love you so much. Yay. Okay. <clears throat> That's right. Now I slid out the hole story. on April 10th. <laughs> anyway, and I came out on beat. Anyway. <laughs> were you born in the daytime or the nighttime? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I was born at like 11 in the morning, I think. Really? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I was born at 11 some in the morning, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, cute. Always <laughs> early, never, never late. <laughs> okay. Episode 13 of This is a Story. Tap, 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 tap. Mia's right hand was clenched into a fist and beating onto the beveled glass front door of a beautiful Mediterranean-style home. 
After she finished that round of knocking, she immediately used that same hand to rapidly ring the doorbell to her right. Her left hand was occupied by two things, a four-carat princess-cut diamond on the ring finger and a balled-up piece of paper with the words on it that would forever change her heart toward her husband. Her husband. Those words echoing her thoughts made her beat on the door even harder and add a scream of her husband's name to her tornado of emotion-driven rage. Ron! Ron! Open this damn door and face me! Mia yelled from the bellow of her stomach. Anger made her voice deeper, raspier. She now spoke like a woman suffering a loss that only her heart knew. Open this door, Mia continued to scream as she kept being confronted by her own thoughts in that very moment. Thoughts of failure. She wished more than anything that her marriage had been successful. Thoughts of guilt. She wished she had never crossed the line and actually opened her heart to another man. Thoughts of anger. She wished that Ron had been more dedicated to keeping their family intact instead of leaving. Open the door, she continued to scream as she beat on the door and thought of Ron hearing her. Well, she actually didn't know what he'd heard. All she knew was that she'd ended one of the worst phone calls she'd ever been on in her life. And she'd gone to her garage to enter her vehicle and go for a ride to clear her mind. She grabbed her keys, tossed her beautiful drawstring leather bag over her shoulder, and sent a text to her sleeping nanny upstairs that she was going to take a, a ride for just a second. As she walked down the hallway and approached the door to her garage, she noticed a note taped to the door that she definitely did not place there. She stepped in front of the door and immediately read the words on the note and recognized her husband's handwriting. This is the end, the note read. I heard you and I know. This is no longer home for me and we are no longer us. You are no longer what I want. I'll be at 34651 Cayuga Trail and I want to see my daughter tomorrow. Everything else when it's time. Mm. The rest was a tearful blur of driving through hurt, anger, and rage straight to the address that he listed on that note. Everything else when it's time. It was time. No matter what mistakes she made and fixed, the least that Mia felt she deserved was a conversation and some answers. Did she have secrets? Sure. Had she been dishonest? Yes, she had. But she also didn't feel that she'd arrived at those crossroads of decision-making all by herself. Her choices, although not the best, had been direct results of the disconnect that he had caused. And every time she thought about it, she screamed louder and louder and beat on the front door of 34651 Cayuga Trail even harder. Open the goddamn door, Ron, she screamed. And this time, the door did open. But it wasn't Ron who turned the knob. Ron was running behind the person, this this woman. And the woman who opened the door wasn't planning on talking or answering any questions. As a shirtless Ron screamed for the woman to stop from a distance too far to actually stop her himself, Katie opened the front door to 34651 Cayuga Trail, her home and unleashed a tornado of punches and open-handed slaps directly onto Mia, who was caught off guard by this attack, but a very quick responder. And so the fight 
began. Catch us next week for episode 14 of This Is A Story. (laughs) Stay scrappy. We'll see y'all next week. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.